Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to the Cannabis Health Radio Podcast. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Before we get to our guest, we'd like to thank those of you who are supporting our podcast by making a one-time donation or a monthly donation, which you can do as, for as little as five bucks a month. That helps to keep us running. And you can find out how to do that on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And we thank you for your support. And one other thing. And we'd like listeners to know that they can help us spread the word about the amazing benefits of cannabis just by sharing the podcast, writing a review, or rating us on the platform in which they listen. Spotify, Google, Apple, Rumble, whatever. We're very appreciative of everyone who has done that already. And once again, we thank you. Now, one of the most gratifying things about doing this podcast over the years has been to hear the stories of people with serious health problems that conventional medicine could do very little for them. Then when they started using cannabis, their health began to improve, and in some cases, their problems were entirely eliminated. Today, we're talking to a man who was forced to retire early because of serious health issues, such as arthritis and diabetes. But when he started using cannabis, his health greatly improved. And joining us from Illinois to tell the story is J.J. Nigaman. JJ, thanks for doing this. What were your thoughts about cannabis before you started to take it to improve your health? Well, I I smoked cannabis when I was younger, but I always had a job to where I always had to refrain. I always were drug tested. Uh, but then when I got to the point where I could no longer work and I uh, the cannabis was becoming legal in Illinois, I started smoking actually just for my mental health, for my anxiety. And uh, with that, uh, I had high blood pressure. Uh, but I was going to the doctor quite often, but my blood pressure kept going down. I tried to get the doctor to take me off the medication, but she would not. Uh, it wasn't until I had my hip replaced, I was in the hospital, and my blood pressure bottomed out. And I took myself off the blood pressure medication and didn't tell the doctor. And since then, I've never had no problems with blood pressure. Yeah, interesting. Now, let's go back to when your health problems started. You, the information you sent us, you said that in 2012, you had problems with arthritis. Tell us about that. Correct. I, I had my hand severely crushed in the, in the 90s. Uh, and the doctor told me I was going to have a lot of arthritis problems in it later on. Uh, been around 2012, I started having a lot of, a lot of problems with my fingers swelling up. They wouldn't bend. Uh, I started on, you know, every kind of arthritis medicine, uh, anti-inflammatories, NSAIDs, the whole nine yards and nothing really did mm -hmm. no good. Uh, at the, very, at the very end, I was taking mexotrexate, which is a cancer drug and with little or no effect. Yeah. That's, uh, how did you crush your, your hand? Uh, I'm, uh, hip, was a heavy equipment operator and I was moving, I was, we were moving in a screening plant and I was handing the chain over a bucket of a loader and the hopper fell, let loose and crushed my hand. Wow. Oh my God. I still have plenty of use out of it, but 
that was I had for I went for uh, a while. I used to beg my doctor actually to cut my one finger off because it would swell up and not bend and do no good for months at a time. Wow. So when you were on these arthritis medications, were any of them helpful for you or? Uh, they might have helped a little bit, but no. Uh, I think they caused me more health problems than anything. All my numbers, my blood numbers were just everywhere. Wow. Yeah. What, uh, when, when you had the arthritis in 2012 and then uh, you sent us some information saying that in 2014 you were diagnosed as a diabetic. Correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, my blood sugar was always kind of butterline, but then about 2014, I was diagnosed diabetic. I started on the metformin, uh, a couple other other oral medications, and they really didn't help very much. Uh, I did start uh, the following year on an injection, uh, a medicine called Victoza, which was very, very helpful. It made me actually, I lost quite a bit of weight, and uh, it stabilized my sugar. Were you, uh, were you quite That's- overweight? I would, yes, I was up to almost 300. I'm only five foot seven and I weighed almost 300 pounds. So, uh, I, I dropped down to like 200 and I think 40 pounds. And, but then after years gone on, I went up to 200 and about 290 pounds again. Mm. Uh, but when I, when I did finally went through the protocol, I shed a lot of weight. How much so, do you weigh today? Uh, about 220. Well, we got to get you down more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. 200. I, I want to get under 200. I get down to that 200 mark, and it's just hard to get underneath. Yeah. That, so. Yeah. Have you changed your diet much? Yes, I've, I've drastically changed my diet over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, doing away with processed foods, fast foods, anything like that. Try, just try and eat healthy. But it's awful hard, you know, with the days and times that we live in. Yeah, it's interesting. You had uh, arthritis in your hands because of the accident. Then uh, you were diagnosed as a diabetic. And uh, then in, what, 2018, you had hip surgery. Correct. I have, uh, well, I've, I've got arthritis. I have seriatic arthritis, arthritis is what I was diagnosed with, uh, which is a sister to rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, my one hip, uh just got to the point I had to have it replaced. And they told me my, my right hip was going to have to be replaced within a year. Uh, I really don't have no problems with it now since I've been on the oil. Well, we're going to have to enter you in the Illinois Marathon or something so you can <laughs> get going and uh, get that weight down. Okay, you'll start training tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Boy, you were, you must have been on a lot of medications. I, I was. I was taking about 18 pills plus a, an injection in my belly that uh, uh, day. Wow. So, what kind of side effects were you getting from some of those pills? Uh, well, I was having a lot of uh, problems with my digestive system. Uh, I got to the point where I would just throw up for no reason. I could be sitting in my recliner and just all of a sudden have to grab the garbage can. I couldn't get up, go to the bathroom, nothing. It was that fast. Wow. So, uh, between that and just my blood work being just 
everything just nothing was ever stable. It was just all, everything was always up and down. JJ, with these health problems you had, what was your mental state like, knowing that you had these issues? Uh, I, I do have uh, some mental problems. Everybody uh, does. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I spent eight years in the military and got a lot of vaccinations, so I, I kind of attribute a lot of that to that. Yeah. So, but you must have thought, what the hell's happening to me? Because uh, you know, I've got all these health issues, and and uh, you were you were what in your fifties at this time? Correct. And so you think, God, I'm just going downhill very, very fast. Yeah, and you know, the doctors they give you one pill, then they give you another pill to counteract that one, and then they give you another pill to protect your other organs from this. It's just a just a, you know, you're just chasing your circle. You must have. Felt like you were in a, like a downward spiral. Pretty much, I was. Mm. Uh, when I was, as I said, when I was about fifty-four years old, uh, I had to pretty much quit working uh, as a heavy equipment operator. I just couldn't do the work anymore. I'd have problems actually, you know, walking the distance across the street without being in a lot of pain. Uh, and then after I had my hip replaced, my doctor decided that. Uh, she needed to take me off the pain medication that I'd been on for, you know, a lot of years because just because I had a hip replacement didn't, you know, with the rest of the arthritis in my body and my knees, my other hip, my back, uh, I was still in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. And a, a friend of mine uh, asked me if I ever tried RSO, you know, for pain. And I didn't even know what it was. And he said, a lot of people say it's better than morphine. So... I said, well, I'll give it a try. It's so, and I started on it. And the more I ate, the better I felt. My swelling went away. Uh, I just, I just, I just kept feeling, feeling better and better. And then in the midst of that, then I found out about the cancer protocol. And with my parents both dying of cancer, and everybody in my family pretty much passed the cancer, I thought, well, why not do it as a, as a uh, preventative. So I did the protocol myself, and all I did is just gain great health. Uh, all my swelling has went away. Uh, uh, my diabetes has pretty much went away. Uh, my blood work is all normal, except for my sugar is still a little, ha tie, a little high, but that's because of my diet. But my A1C is 6.2. My blood sugar runs around 130. Uh, I pretty much eat whatever I want. I mean, I, I, I'm addicted to sugar, so... Uh, it's hard to get away from that. Yeah, uh, you got to get off that sugar. Got to get off that sugar, Dan. Like seriously, it's like seriously. So, so yeah. But I still, I, I still eat uh, about a quarter gram a day. And then I have, I get around fine. I have minimum pain. Uh, I don't have no swelling episodes. Uh, I went to the doctor uh, last, like two weeks ago, and uh, I had. At one point in my life, I was going to the doctor every month uh, for blood work and just checkups. Now he says, you know, you're supposed to come back in six months, but he goes, I don't see no reason. I'll see you back in a year. Wow. Let's let's talk a little about when you started taking this. So when you first started taking this, how much did you take? Was this a multi-strain oil? How did you feel when you first took it? Uh, well, when I first, of course... I got high off of it, uh, but 
I I felt good. I mean, my my pain went away. I, I was in severe pain. I I was taking, you know, four ten or a hundred what are they, ten milligram Norco's a day. So, uh, I mean, that was something that you get high off of too. That's what a lot of people don't understand. No matter what medication you're going to take, there's going to be some kind of effect to it. If you take a Norco, you're going to get a high. If you eat a little cannabis oil, you're going to get a little high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you, with all these health problems, you started taking cannabis oil and your health noticeably, I say noticeably, started to improve. I mean, that is absolutely remarkable stuff. And uh, you were also diagnosed with um, bacterial pneumonia, weren't you? Correct. When when did that happen? Uh, that, that was uh, two two years ago. I had stepped on a rusty nail, and and I was a little bit uh, uh, stubborn and didn't go to the doctor right away, and ended up getting an infection in my foot. And when I went to uh, the hospital, uh, I was in the hospital for four days. Uh, so on the fourth day, they decided to do a drug test for some reason. And they diagnosed me with, I had a high THC count still. Uh, they diagnosed me with cannabinoid hypermemesis syndrome. And I told them they're wrong. My symptoms other than throwing up was the only symptom. So I just ignored them and went about my way and did what I wanted to do. And, uh, once and a couple months later, I ended up getting sick again. And once again, they just went right to that diagnosis. And I just shoved it off and went about my way. And I still am not sick to this day. I've just never gotten sick from it. So Now, when you were diagnosed with that, it, was it illegal in Illinois at the time? Correct. I see. But you, so you can take uh, pharmaceutical drugs and throw up and get sick, but you can't take cannabis. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's just. I, it's beyond stupid, isn't it? It, it is. I just, I, I can't fathom anymore uh, the way the world works. That's I, I, And like I said, I've lost both my parents to cancer. Uh, I, I know many people uh, since I've been into this and talking to people as like yourself that have cured their own cancer. Yeah, I saw an interesting meme uh, that said in the United States, about 450 people die each year from falling out of bed. Uh, nobody's died from cannabis, so cannabis is safer than sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do uh, do a lot of your friends uh, partake as well with cannabis? Well, uh, my friends now do. Uh, I lost a lot of friends because of cannabis, because people just have, they're closed-minded. They think it's bad. Uh, it was a little bit of an issue with my wife that does not partake, does not like the smell. And uh, I make my own stuff. I grow my own stuff. So a little bit of friction there, but she's she's seen the outcome and she's, you know, it don't bother yeah. her no more. Well, so interesting. Go ahead, Corey. When you're growing plants then, JJ, are you growing high THC or are you growing some CBD ones as well? Well, I grow high THC, but then I'll let them go a little bit. Lo- I'll let them go a long time so they get CBD in. So you're a pretty good grower? 
Uh, I think yeah. I am, yes. How many plants uh-huh. are you allowed to grow? Uh, in the state of Illinois, we're only allowed to grow five plants. Five plants per person? Or per, per person, per household. Yeah. There's one more than they uh, allow us to grow here. It's four, isn't it, Corey? Four per household, not per person, per yeah. household. Per household, yeah. Well, I mean, four, four per, I mean, even if my wife had a medical card, there's only five plants per yeah. household. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so when you take this, do you take it uh, orally by suppository? Uh, I take it orally. I usually put it in capsules. And you get hired in a kite? Uh, no, not anymore. Oh, you're hardcore now. Uh, yeah. Uh I have, you know, of course your tolerance gets so high taking that oil. And that's the only, that is the only side effect. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there's no, uh, I do smoke to enjoy it, but I don't really smoke to get high because I really don't. You don't get smoke. high, yeah. Not, not too much. I mean. Uh, How does your uh, wife feel about it now? Uh, she's, she's all right. She's with me. Uh, every once in a while I can get her to eat like a little gummy or something. So that's a big, big, uh, deal for her. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. So you grow multiple strains or is there a particular strain that you find is more effective for you or? I grow multiple strains. I, uh, I, I like trying different stuff. So instead of just concentrating on one strain I, i'll grow different ones okay and then like you know with the five plant limit and the illinois weed laws are really really strict uh there's no place there's just now there's four years in there's just places that you can legally buy clones and seeds you know so mm-hmm. how much oil would you say you take a day and what does a normal day look like for you? Like, do you just do it once a day or, or do you tote during the day or what's, what's a typical day for you? Generally, I take about a quarter of a gram in the morning and then I go about my day doing whatever I want to. Uh, I work part-time at a campground uh, during the summer. I go mow grass. I run a skid loader. I do everything that I normally do and, Jeez, JJ, if I took a quarter of a gram, I'd be high for a couple of days, as Corey well knows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it's, I, I know it's overkill, but I just, it's worked for me so well for this long. I just afraid to go. Yeah. Do you do any at night then? You do the quarter gram in the morning and that's all you do for the day? That's it in a 24-hour period, just that quarter gram? Yeah, just for a 24-hour period. Yeah. And then I will smoke or eat gummies, you know, sometimes, so. Yeah, quarter gram, uh, based on a lot of the interviews uh, Corey and I have done over the years, is not a, a large amount given that some people, Corey, can take a gram a day. Mm-hmm. either by suppository or um, orally. So a quarter, quarter gram is, uh, is is pretty good. Yeah. Well, when I went through the protocol, I actually did a gram for probably 120 days or so. 
Uh, so it just, just sent my tolerance through the roof. So now that I've dropped back this far, that this much just really does not bother me. When the doctors noticed that you had a lot of THC in your body, what, uh, what did they say to you? <laughs> uh, well, when they first tested me, uh, I was 10 times legal limit to drive about six days after I quit consuming anything. So that made me kind of concerned if something did ever happen. Uh, when I had to have my, my original doctor, when I first got my metal car card had nothing good to say about mm -hmm. marijuana. Uh, so I went behind her back and got my card. Uh, she has since retired. Uh, and then I started seeing another doctor, which she has upset me a few times because she has wrote, uh, in my medical records that patient believes medical marijuana helps him. And I, I don't believe I know with a fact. Uh, so we'll fast forward a little bit to my doctor now that I had to go see to get my medical card renewed, which is his, her boss. He, she, she, or he writes in my medical records that, uh, medical marijuana is helping this patient and has got him off several medications. So to me, that was a big, that was a big deal. That was a big goal for yeah. me to get somebody in the medical field to it, uh, admit that it works. To validate it, yeah. Yeah, it's always a process in uh, dealing with cannabis to educate the public and particularly the medical profession, uh, the Last interview we did, 398, with a doctor in Australia, he wants to talk to doctors. He wants to educate them on the endocannabinoid system, which mm -hmm. he readily admits that most doctors don't know anything about. And right. he's having trouble doing that, which is really uh, something consider considering that uh, there are... Remember Ethan Russo? We interviewed Corey in Washington State. Yeah, Dr. Russo, yeah. Years ago, we interviewed him, and uh, he's been studying marijuana for years, and he gets very frustrated when doctors say there are no, they need more studies. He said there are, there are tens of thousands of studies on yeah. the effectiveness of cannabis. And uh, the medical profession just, you know, they've got blinders on, and uh, they don't want to hear about it. Yet they can prescribe pharmaceutical drugs which have not been tested thoroughly or give very serious side effects, as you well know. And uh, it's crazy. I think one of the things that uh, I want to talk to you about is your diet. Let's talk about your diet. And you're, you're getting off sugar because Corey has this great line that sugar is the miracle grow for cancer. And uh, you've got to get off that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know I do. Uh, it's it's just with society, you just get used to you know a certain way, and it's hard to change your ways. I mean, I'm almost sixty. I didn't start changing until I was almost fifty-five. So it's a kind of a slow process. Yeah, yeah. it's a process that you have to be very vigilant at. And uh, I think uh, if you eliminated. You know, you can't entirely eliminate sugar, but, uh, you know, I think if you were very vigilant about um, reducing the amount of sugar and just had certain goals each week to reduce the amount of sugar, I think you would find it uh, a lot easier. 
your weight would go down, and I think you'd feel better. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I used to drink a lot of soda, and I recently have gave, but it, it's kind of funny because everybody says, yo, you quit drinking soda, you're going to lose weight. Uh, that wasn't the case because I was always drinking soda, and I wasn't eating. So when I quit drinking soda, then I was hungry, and I started eating, and I actually started gaining weight. Oh, so do you drink sodas today? No. Do you drink uh, alcohol at all? Or? Uh, no, I, I quit drinking uh, quite a few years ago when I started the, the diabetic uh, injection. Uh, that medicine did not work well with alcohol at all. Two, three drinks in, I'd start getting a little nauseous. Uh, so I just decided, you know, it's it just not worth mm. it. Uh, and plus, that medicine was hard on your liver, so they advised against alcohol. And I was a heavy drinker up to that point, uh, but I have learned since that you know, every stupid thing that I've ever did in my life involved alcohol, and I just don't want no part of it no more. Yeah, that's very true for a lot of people. <laughs> well, a lot of people just don't realize it till it's you know it's way too late. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think you're on the right path. I think you need a, a few tweaks on your on your diet, and uh, I. You know, we'll have you ready for the Illinois Marathon. Damn right. <laughs> you'll be down to 120 pounds, and you'll just be racing past those people. Well, I don't know about that. I think the the last I ever was was about 147 when I got out of basic training. And if I got down that far, I'm scary. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get you down to 147. Let's say 150. 150 is your goal. All right. So, <laughs> Yeah, you, you got to lose 70 pounds in the next, uh, <laughs> next, let's say by next spring, late next yeah. spring. Next I didn't know you were moonlighting as a personal trainer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think uh, what you've done is quite remarkable and uh, you're to be commended for taking, uh, you know, uh, your health into your own hands, which is what most most people should do and that's exactly what i did i i quit listening to the doctor once i i found out that i could take care of my old hat my own self i really quit listening to doctors i tell them what i'm gonna do you know and i told the, the one doctor that always said that she that i believed uh it helped me uh i actually told her i did not need her i said oh the only reason i'm here is just to get my test done and I do, I do go to the doctor and I get my blood test done and I make sure that everything's in line and then, you know, in, mm -hmm. in so. So you, cannabis is, uh, where do you think you'd be today if cannabis didn't enter your life? Oh, God, I really don't know. I mean, uh, I was on really on a downward spiral. I... I, it's really hard to say. Uh, I, I I credit my friend that started me on the oil for saving my life. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think he's uh, he, he's your friend has done that because I think you're right. You were on a downward spiral and uh, things were just getting worse and worse and worse. And who the hell knows where it would be uh, today if you hadn't found cannabis and uh, and started correcting it. Yeah, yep. it's good, JJ. You're uh, you're you're on the right track. Keep it up, buddy. Yeah, I'm doing my best. I, I, and 
I, as far as my diet wise, I said I've cut out uh, you know, soda, fast food, processed food, especially anything that says bioengineered food product on it. I'm not eating it. I just Good. nobody can explain to me actually exactly what that is, and if they can't, then yeah. I don't want it. Good. Good for you. Yeah. Well, uh, start to go to the store one of these days and get yourself some runners because uh, you're uh, you're in the marathon. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Thank you so much, JJ. Thank you for yeah. having me. Before we go, I want to let our listeners know that you can help us spread the word about the amazing, often life-saving health benefits of cannabis just by sharing the podcast, writing a review, or rating us. We very much appreciate uh, the help of everyone who's done that already. And we really like the five-star ratings. We'd also like to thank those of you who support the show by making a one-time donation or a monthly donation on our Patreon page, which you can do for as little as $5 a month. That helps to keep us running. You'll find out how to do that on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Thank you for your support. It means so much to us. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.